step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. December 17, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am Shelly Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. If you are interested in a reading with me, I do it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it because I never really talk about what happens. So you go to angeliczodiac.com. You see schedule a reading button right there on the main page. I think it's green. And you click it and you have all these different options. You can do... Um, many different types and even uh, reports. I do reports as well, but you have full readings and mini readings. I think there's gift cards. There's all sorts of things. So anyway, you go there, you decide what you want, you click it and you say buy now or pay now, whatever the option is. And it'll take you to the PayPal site. You don't have to have PayPal. You can do it with a credit card, any credit card, and you click in and pay for it, then after you're done, you should get an email that gives you options on appointments. If you don't, you should also have an option to go back and email me on the website. It's set up to do it all automatically, and generally, I get it, everything goes well. Once in a while, it doesn't, usually Mercury retrograde, but anyway, once we get a reading set up, then I get your information, We meet at the time that we've decided on, the appointment time, and I'll go over your chart with you. It'll be recorded, and within 24 hours, I will send you the recordings. Uh, Lately, I've been doing it via a link to Dropbox so that it it is downloadable because they're very large files. So anyway, um, they're like 42 megabytes if you're familiar with what that is. Anyway, so uh, I will go over your whole chart. I'll answer all the questions you have. And that's a full reading. And a a mini reading is usually about 25 minutes and focuses on one question or two questions or a situation. So anyway, I wanted to go over that because I realize a lot of people don't really know what happens in a reading or how it goes. But when you hear me interacting with clients and callers on this podcast, 
it's very similar to that. I go around your chart. I talk to you about what I see, what pops out at me, and then you have the opportunity to ask me questions. So anyway, that's that. And here in Orlando, it's a rather foggy morning and we have uh, kind of a hot day. So it's really humid. I did my hair, it's supposed to be all straight, but the humidity is fluffing it up because of Orlando. Anyway, um, I'm actually also just killing a moment. I was running a bit late because I'm kind of right now going back and forth between a couple different houses and I left my earbuds at the other one. So yeah, I had to run back and get them because otherwise this podcast wouldn't happen. Here we are. Um, so right now we've got a seven degree Aquarius rising in Orlando, in the East Coast, uh, probably shifts a little bit as you go north. It might be a Capricorn up in the uh, New England area. But right now we have Aquarius on the horizon, and uh, Venus is in Capricorn at 26 Capricorn. We are going to be talking about Venus as she goes into Aquarius here in a minute, but I'm just going to kind of go over what to expect for the week before we begin. Also, if you'd like a reading, let me know. I'm probably going to try and keep the discussion part of it a little bit shorter so we can get to a few more callers today. And, um, and then we will uh, also talk about Venus but, and the week ahead. So uh, Pluto at 21, Saturn at 19 Capricorn. We have Jupiter at 3 degrees Capricorn, South Node at 8 degrees Capricorn. So that means that we have Jupiter, South Node, Saturn, Pluto, and Venus all in Capricorn. We have Mercury in uh, Sagittarius, and Mars is in sextile right now to Saturn and Pluto, and he is actually eight degrees away from Venus, so she just moved out of sextile with Mars, and that means that um, she's just leaving this wonderful cooperative energy that she has with Mars, um, Capricorn especially right next to Pluto, um, when she was a little bit closer in the last couple of days, the sextile was between Mars, Pluto, and Venus, which is a very significant energy around transformation with relationships, relationships between men and women. And uh, Pluto is always major life change. And just to give you a little idea, um, usually I don't see sextiles as a negative aspect, but I guess it kind of depends on how it interacts with your chart. But my daughter uh, broke up with her boyfriend of two years about three days ago. And that would have been right when Saturn, excuse me, when Pluto, Saturn, and Venus were all sextile to Mars. Now, part of the reason is she has not done anything, but she has an interest in a new guy. That would definitely be the cooperative, positive energy of Mars, sextile Venus. So, um, it can be that energy in your life. It can be, um, I'm really ready to be done with this old story and I want to move on to a new story, especially around relationships. Scorpio, uh, ruler Pluto talking to Mars and Scorpio. So it is cooperative about taking action, about major changes. And then ownership, Saturn next to Pluto, owning those deep emotional feelings that we have. Moon in Virgo. A few, well, the last week has been really emotional. Right after the last show, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with family issues. But um, the moon going through cancer was really, really, uh, I think, a hard one for everybody because the moon went across opposite, directly opposite to Jupiter, South Node, Saturn, Pluto, and Venus. 
And so right at that time that my daughter broke up, Moon was at the last degrees of Capricorn, or Cancer opposite Capricorn. So it was like, I'm not ready to continue with this. I'm not wanting to continue with this situation. So the moon is a significator in astrology, especially if you do orary astrology, which is um, orary is more of a timing thing. You look at a situation based on a chart that you create for a question. So if you have a question, you or an astrologer draws a chart up for that or, you know, goes on your software and pulls a chart up for that. And they look at that as if it's the birth of the event, the question. So once you understand what the question is, each planet has a significance to that question. And the moon is always like the yes or no planet or the yes or no body in the heavens. So knowing the cycle of the moon, how it interacts with other planets can help you understand when timing will happen. And if it is a yes or a no, is it in a fixed sign, a cardinal sign? Is it a day, a couple weeks, a month, a year? All of that is, um, seen in orary astrology. So I digress, or I, I am tangential, I guess is more accurate. So um, last week we talked about Mercury and Sagittarius, and I think I also wanted to add a little bit to that from that conversation. I realized that there was a couple more things, or at least a, another thing to add to that, and that is that Mercury wants to communicate, and Sagittarius is about taking action, but also freedom and moving on. And so um, the Sagittarius Mercury energy can be like, I'm going to dump this in your lap and then I'm going to walk away. It's kind of like, don't shoot the messenger. But in this case, the messenger is pretty aggressive. So you're going to see that there's going to be some bluntness. Oh, and that reminds me, um, I was at Target and I was trying to get some hummus. And there was a woman, as I was coming up on the kiosk that had the hummus, there was a woman with her, like, eight- or nine-year-old daughter, and they were completely blocking the path with my cart to the hummus. So I left my cart at the end of the kiosk, and I ducked in between her cart. And she really wasn't going anywhere. She was just kind of standing there. And I, I'm not really sure why I didn't say excuse me or anything like that. I, maybe I did. I mean, I honestly, it all happened so fast. Um so I ducked in between the cart and the kiosk to, you know, kind of grab the hummus, but I couldn't really reach. And when I went through, her daughter passed me and slipped her hair and it whacked me right in the face. So um, I didn't say anything, but I turned to go back to the cart, get my cart and go around because I couldn't quite reach it. And she called me out, said, you're rude. And I was thinking, well, you, the, the protocol in the grocery store tends to be you come up on a, a place and everyone's trying to get where they're going. So they're always like moving out of the way and you're moving out of the way. It's like driving on the road. And she just stood there and she wasn't really looking at anything because uh, I noticed I'm like, is she shopping? But she wasn't shopping. She was just standing there. So I didn't disturb her per se. I didn't like push her out of the way and I didn't um, touch her cart at all. But when I went back to get my cart and move out of the way and go around, our wheels, my wheels had locked underneath hers as she was trying to get her cart out. So I went to try and get my cart out, but there was another lady blocking the way. So I said, excuse me, um, could you move your cart? We need, you know, like we're blocked. We can't get out. At this point, the woman is just 
losing it. She, she called me rude. And I said, your daughter flipped her hair in my face. And it was just a bad situation. It was like a busy day at Target. Traffic was crazy. Everybody was everywhere. And um, really what I should have done was just apologize if I interrupted her. But unfortunately, I just defended myself because she was very aggressive. And I just said, you know, your daughter flicked her hair in my face. And then I took my cart around the backside and got the product I was looking for and tried to get away. And then she threatened to beat me up. And I, I, told, I told her, well, if you did, then you would go to jail for assault. So it was a really ugly situation. And I'm going to just say in retrospect, yeah, I should have just excused myself to get by her or better yet, just go around the long way. And I didn't mean to upset her, but she was definitely looking for a fight. And um, it really upset me. And so I went over to finish off what I was getting. And a woman came up to me and asked if I was okay. And I broke down in tears because it was it was very contentious. And, um, yeah, it was just not pretty. So that kind of thing can happen when you have oppositions. And that was the moon opposite all that energy. And, honestly, um, we have these things happen, you know, um, we're not always in the right state of mind to deal with the circumstances with other people. And, um, I definitely think that it could have been handled better, but I know that at that moment it was the best I could do. And, um, I'm just glad that she didn't actually come after me because she was really riled up. And, um, anyway, all I did was try and get home as so hopefully you all are having a little bit better week. And um, yeah, moving on. So the sun at late degrees, Sagittarius, is our ego. And that means that we can be more aggressive and assertive in this environment, in this energy. And the moon today is in Virgo. So Sagittarius sun will be squaring the moon tomorrow. And so, well, late in the evening, actually, and it'll probably even potentially be overnight into the morning. I have to look. Let me see if I can find out when that is for um, the late degree Virgo moon. It goes into Libra. Oh, when are you? It says Libra there. Moon enters Libra at 5.04 a.m. So probably late in the evening on Wednesday night. And um, it's going to be a square between the sun and the moon, which is going to be, again, another stressful energy. It is related to, um, I'm sorry, I'm just checking to make sure we're still on. We are. Um, it's, it's a moon square, so moon square, moon square sun, which is ego and emotions. And it can be mother, father, men, women, um, nurturing versus uh, really action and ego. And then it's also what we are doing with mothers and family versus career. And so there is definitely a desire, um, a want to just get away versus almost a sense of duty and responsibility towards being of service with the moon in Virgo. And so um, having Mercury, the ruler of Virgo, also in Sagittarius, um, the expression right now is about going out for a walk, going, doing physical things. I think I mentioned that last week. And so also the um, energy of Sagittarius just wants to not deal with the outcomes. 
it doesn't want to deal with the the consequences. And so we are more inclined tomorrow to just speak our mind because, well, actually, probably the whole time that the moon will be, I would say, starting late today, the moon at 12 degrees will square Mercury and then move on to square the sun. So over the next couple days, there's going to be a potential um, distrust of actions and words and not really feeling like someone is there for you, that you're going to potentially have your feelings hurt, that you're doing something for someone and they are not respecting or responding to you the way you want. And that's because of that Mercury sun, that we're just wanting to not have to deal with the fallout and not deal with the emotions. It's honestly way too much. We're feeling probably really stressed out in these holiday times. And um, yeah, so just be cautious. And I would honestly recommend more time in nature, more alone time. And um, and then just the moon will move into Libra, which will be more in positive aspect of Sagittarius on Thursday. And then we'll have a little bit more cooperation. But at that very time, we have a moon squaring Jupiter and all the Capricorn planets. So really, you're probably going to have, I would say, about a week of stressors with this particular quadrant coming up on the Capricorn moon. And so um, that would mean coming up on the new moon. And I haven't looked up what the new moon is yet, so let's just look that up here. The new moon is a solar eclipse in Capricorn, and that's Christmas Day. So you know it's going to be significant. Um, This month is going too fast for me, honestly. Uh, We are rushing headlong into this uh, Capricorn stellium conjunct. And so, yeah, what I wrote down at the beginning of the year for this is unexpected things on Christmas Eve, including earthquakes, volcanoes, and weather. It's going to be cold because new moon in Capricorn is cold weather. Capricorn represents cold and freezing temperatures. Okay, and now because I've talked too much, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just looking over everything, and I realize that Venus goes into Aquarius on Friday at 1:42 a.m. Eastern and 10:42 p.m. Thursday uh, Pacific, and that's what we have to talk about here today. So I guess just to wrap up the newsy part of the astrology, the weather is going to be cold and rainy and bad on Thursday. Um, I want to say cold, rainy, and bad. I'm looking at this thinking maybe it won't be. I'm not sure why I put rainy. Probably because it is weather and Aquarius, but Aquarius can also be very nice and clear. And usually Neptune, oh, that's why Mercury squares Neptune. That's why I said that it was going to be rainy. So I'm guessing some of you are going to be rainy and some of you are going to be very clear and wonderful. I don't think it's necessarily the weather um, covering the whole country. Like sometimes we have these huge systems that go across the whole Midwest into the East Coast. I'm thinking that it seems a bit more split with the energy and definitely Venus and Aquarius is a multiplicitous, about that for a million dollar word, multiplicitous energy, which means many different options. So for those of you in the clear, it's probably going to be windy though, because that shift of energy creates a lot more wind. And so if anything, definitely there will be wind and wind storms and possibly electrical storms because of that Aquarian energy. So 
And then there's a strong sense when Venus goes into Aquarius, the energy will be about detachment and emotional independence. So Venus, obviously receptive feminine energy, is going to be in a sign that is about masculine energy and power and autonomy. So it, she is moving into the realm of male power, and um, she's going to be exerting herself for the next month in that realm. So just know that um, once we see that energy on Thursday, it's going to be like a power play. And I would not be surprised if the people in the election and oh, Thursday is supposed to be uh, the hat makes so much sense, too. Thursday is the debates, the Democratic debates. Venus goes into Aquarius late that night. So she's at varying degrees of Capricorn. And Capricorn is authority and structure, but it's also the end degrees, which means not necessarily coming to terms with authority and the structure, the systems that are there. And honestly, wrapping up the story around um, the old structure powers, the, the old power structures, excuse me. And as she goes in on Friday, she'll be in the new energy of Aquarius. It is about the people. It is about the collective. I know that they're holding rallies all over the country for impeachment. Think that that's the day that, no, it's Tuesday. I take it back tonight. Um, they're doing rallies, at least in Orlando tonight. And I think it's all over the country for impeachment. So um, if you are interested in that part of politics, look up impeach.org because they have all the rallies all over the country. If you're going to go, I have a friend who's going to go. I am not going to go. Um, we won't get into that, but I do support it. Um, so I may lose listeners with that, but, you know, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's ethics. So anyway, detachment and strong feminine energy on Friday. And then we have the winter solstice on Saturday. So the sun goes into Capricorn. And let's see. Yeah, so sun enters Capricorn at 11.19 p.m. and 8.19 Pacific. Then the moon enters Scorpio earlier in the day at 7.57 a.m., which means both of them are going to be in sextile energy at the early, or excuse me, late evening and into the next day. But then Venus squares Uranus. This is significant in my view because Uranus in Venus is money and independence around money. And excuse me. Venus in Aquarius. I don't know what I said. I think I said Uranus. Venus in Aquarius squaring Uranus and Taurus. Their mutual reception, which means each planet is in the other's sign and they're squaring each other, which means they're not cooperative and there's a battle and it, it can be an ideological battle over love and money. So it's going to be a bit of a stress on Sunday. And the moon is trying Neptune, which is a water energy, and that's going to make it more emotional. There are a couple sextiles of the moon to Saturn and, Cap and Pluto. And then the moon joins with Mars at 1027 in the evening. And so there's a very strong energy on Sunday around value, around personal value, how others see your value, and value within the system and the government and the structures. So it's a kind of an all-out battle for your soul, quite honestly, on Sunday. So I just want to get all that out. But, yeah, Venus in Aquarius is going to be about money, money systems, technology as it associates with the value 
are we getting value? Um, Venus is going to be more analytical. Aquarius doesn't necessarily go into the emotionalism. They're much, they're very friendly. It's a friendly energy. So definitely Venus and Aquarius can make us feel somewhat at peace and more calm in some sense. I know that sounds odd, but um, it is a frenetic sign. Aquarius is very quantum in energy, which means electrical and it touches in realms that are not necessarily logical because it's in and out of our reality, which is why it seems so unusual and eclectic and, and quantum. It isn't linear. It's taking information from all sources and understanding the true nature of things. So it is an enlightenment energy. It is also a mental energy. So we do see the mental health issues. And, you know, as an astrologer, I definitely think that we are coming through this time of anxiety and mental health issues because we are running into a new energy of the Aquarian age that's coming fully in 2024. So it is a strong energy around understanding higher energy, higher understanding of things and um, really awakening. So when Venus goes into Aquarius, she's the first of this cluster of planets in Capricorn moon not with notwithstanding because the moon goes through every month but venus takes oh just over a year i think it's like a year and a half i don't have my information here i try and memorize all these types of things but uh right now i'm just going off of memory so i'm saying like just over a year for venus through a sign and mars takes like two years but venus is just a little slower than mercury through the signs so when she goes into aquarius she hasn't been there in over a year. And so now she's feeling this energy again, but she went through the Capricorn energy with Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, South node, which she didn't get to do a year ago. So now it's like all this heavy hitting energy. And she was trying to understand structure and the situation around the systems of love and money. Now she's going to into new territory and really kind of blazing the trail for what's about to happen in the coming year after Saturn gets out of Capricorn into Aquarius. So she's really saying, what are our desires as a collective and individually, where are your, where is the sense of independence and autonomy around money and around love? Are you getting your needs met? What is the clarity of the situation? So we're really coming into that time to see clearly where we should be going and getting information we might, may not have really wanted to look at. Um, anyway, so I'm going to take a few calls because the time is running out and I want to get to all of you. So we have a lot of people uh, in the queue and I'm probably not going to get to all of you, but I but stay on the line because I may get to you. So five, six, one, hi, five, six, one, seven, two, three. I know there are a couple five, six, one today. So five, six, one, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Who am I talking to? Stacy. Stacy. Okay, let me see if I can find your. Have you called before? Yes, I have. Okay, I don't know if I have. Yeah. There you are. Okay, great. So, what can I do for you today? Okay, I was just calling to see if the fog that I've been under all year has mm -hmm. lifted. Okay, um, is it just fog like in your brain or fog like people aren't understanding you or um, like how do you define fog? 
it's like um the my whole it seems like everything I've done was a challenge and mm-hmm. it was just a was just a difficult year. Yeah. So yes. And I need to make sure it's lifted. <laughs> okay. Well, I do think that it's on its way to lifting, but a couple things that contribute is definitely when you talk about fog, I always associate fog with Neptune energy and especially with Neptune Capricorn because Capricorn is more earth energy and Neptune is water. So earth and water kind of, well, actually, you know, also air and water are what make fog, but earth and water can be more like difficulty getting forward. It's like you're 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 kind of going forward, but you're being held back at as like an anchor on the fundamental system of how you're going forward. You may get a few tasks done, but the whole the ship isn't going where it needs to go, so to speak. That I'm sorry about mixed metaphors, but that's kind of the energy. Um, for you, you've got this Capricorn energy right there in your house of work and help. And it's on your Jupiter and the south node, north node opposition is coming up on your um, your natal south node in Cancer and north node in Capricorn. So it's been really triggering that for you too. And I know that that's like a balancing in your life of energy, okay? And the the difficulty is really having Saturn on your Jupiter. You've been having that. And I do think, yes, I think that you're moving away from a lot of that energy. And this coming year, the Aquarian energy is going to move planets into the top half of your chart, which is more dealing with people as a collective and not individuals. So if you felt a lot more stuck with family, you've got Mars going through your house of home and family, and you're in a Mars return right now. Mars is three degrees away from your Mars at 20 uh, Scorpio. So you're feeling like you do want to move, but um, fortunately, Neptune just went direct the end of November. So now I think it will be feeling like you're going to be riding the right direction, and Uranus is on your midheaven, and he's retrograde till like, I want to say the 11th or the 14th, right there, the second week of January. And so you're going to see a shift forward, especially for career and your desires around money and independence at that time. The only thing is you have Vesta, the um, difficult asteroid Vesta, really kind of tamping and clamping down on your um, energy in your career house right now. And it just means there's a difficult woman you're dealing with. That energy is going to shift um, within a month into the Gemini energy so that it'll kind of probably shift more towards friends and people you network with and less about someone taking you to task in what you do in your career, you know, what direction you're heading with your career. You'll feel a little bit more comfortable with that. So, yes, I think that the fog will be lifting, especially with Aquarius energy. But there's still kind of like as long as Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter are around Capricorn and Jupiter exits into Aquarius the end of 2020, there will be hints of that like holding back. But you have Jupiter and Capricorn. You're about to go into a Jupiter return. Saturn just passed your Jupiter and your north node. So you are heading towards finding something in your work environment that's going to move you forward. And Venus and Aquarius is going to be more helpful to you. You'll have friends and relations really giving you some help with that. Okay? Okay. Thank you. 
Well, I wish you the best. And um, if I don't talk to you again before Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, etc. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye. You're welcome. Okay, we're going to take another 561. Hi, 561. How are you today? Hey, Shelly. How are you? This is James from Florida. James from Florida? Oh, my gosh. Did I know you live in? You're in Miami? Are you in Miami? Miami, yes. Okay. How come I can't find you? Oh, my gosh. You've called many times before, and I don't see you here. So let's get your information. I am also on another computer. So no. that's <laughs> no part worries. of the issue. So give me a second here. 561. And then, oh, so I didn't realize 561 is Miami. I should know that. Duh. <laughs> no. Oh, well, actually, it's Palm Beach. You. It's Palm. Palm Beach? Yeah, oh, my, okay. My, cool. My thing is Palm Beach, but I live in Miami. Okay. Well, I know a little bit about your um, date, but give me all your birth information again. And my apologies. You got it. It's at 33085. Okay. Uh, Miami, Florida, at okay. 10:38 in the morning. Okay, G- give me a second while I process this. I don't know if my brain is able to hold all that as I'm putting it in. Okay, 3:38 um, <laughs> a.m. You said. Um, 10:38. Uh, 10:38. Okay. 10:38 a.m. Now, don't lose the date. When I hit the atlas, it tends to do that at times. Okay, great. We saved it. Yay, bless. Okay, what can I do for you today? I am wondering about the the Capricorn stellum that's coming up and how it mm-hmm. will affect me. And I think there's the Jupiter okay. and squaring uh, Saturn yeah. coming up too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Jupiter is actually – oh, in your chart though, you mean? Yeah, like how, it, how it's okay. going to – affect me okay so jupiter won't square saturn in your chart till about two years from now as far as like your personal saturn square to jupiter um you have it not far off of a square natally because your jupiter's at 10 aquarius and your saturn's at 27 scorpio so there's kind of a similar energy in your natal chart but it won't really do that for two years when jupiter hits the end degrees of like 27 Aquarius, and by then you'll be in a Jupiter return anyway. So what you're coming up on is actually Jupiter conjuncts, uh, I want to say conjunct Saturn, but it might not even until it's in Aquarius. So when Jupiter goes into Aquarius, is I think they, I think they join up right after Saturn goes into Aquarius the second time at the end of next year. That's going to be big for you, okay? So mm-hmm. right now you have Jupiter uh, within a degree of your natal Neptune in your house and marriage and partnership. So that is kind of like an energy that is the ideal, but it can be, there's so much that comes through with that. Jupiter is wanting to be on the go and want, like I said, Jupiter is self-interest and wanting to like just do it and not deal with the consequences sometimes. Well, okay. I'll come clean. Jupiter just wants to be on the go. It's not a planet of dealing with the fallout. It just says, this is interesting. This is cool. I want to find out more. I want to find it more. I want to find it more and moves from thing to thing to thing to really absorb as much as it can. So the consequences aren't really the top of the interest for Jupiter and Sagittarius, but Capricorn is all about the consequences. So Jupiter and Capricorn now marries those two concepts of I want to I want to give you something, but now it's like Capricorn's holding it by the ankle and saying, "No, you're not leaving yet. You have to deal with this." 
So Jupiter on your Neptune is what are your dreams and ideals within your marriage and partnership house. So are you interested in getting into a partnership or are you interested in making a change with that partnership, which Jupiter is like, I have to deal with me now. I can't always deal with that person. I have to start looking at my thing. And so that's what you're going to be doing right now. And then as Jupiter moves into your house of commitment is more likely when you'll, it'll fully culminate and push you on to the new thing. So whatever situation you are romantically is going to shift in the next two years, but it is a process of shifting. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't attract someone in or kick someone out. It just means that you have to go through all the machinations of this process because that's what the transits are about. You're not just, okay, I'm here now, but Pluto will try and make you wake up and change it in very big ways. Pluto's very dramatic in how it changes our lives. And it just moved into your house of commitment. So Saturn will move in there at the beginning of next year. When Saturn and Pluto join up in commitment, that's a shift. That will be a major shift for you, either someone in or someone out, <laughs> okay? Or maybe both. Mm. Yeah. And then mm. Jupiter hits that degree later next year. And then you're going to really be like, well, I just can't deal with all of the structure systems and, and expectations of other people, which is a huge part. Like with Jupiter in your house of, of marriage and partnership, that's what he's doing. He's like, you've taken on everybody's everything in this situation, and now it's time yeah. to recognize that you have needs and you can't just take it all on anymore. And Saturn joining Pluto in the commitment house is going to be like the structure has to shift. And by the time Jupiter gets there, he'll be like, okay, I'm good. And I've got chills telling you this. So I know this is a direct hit. Jupiter will be like, okay, you've been guilty and feeling bad about it. And then, oh my gosh, I feel everything for everyone else. Jupiter will get there at the end of next year and be like, don't feel bad. It's about you go. And then you'll run into the Aquarius energy where it will be like, oh, I feel so much lighter. But, and that's the detachment energy. And then you'll be back in your Jupiter return going, oh yeah, I feel much better now because everything is going well. And you're more, you're more in your um, collaboration of the group and not as much in taking on the ownership of all the individual upsets, which your Neptune and Capricorn is going to do for the rest of your life, but hopefully not to the degree it has. And that's what Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto over your Neptune has been trying to tell you. Don't take more than your fair share of responsibility. Okay. Mm, that's so freaking true. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And I could go on and on, but if you want to make a reading, you've got a ton of, of Aries, which also adds to that whole like dynamic and then the Scorpio. So, but that's what I have time for today. So I'm going to just leave it with that. So, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Good talking to you again, Jane. Take Good care. Time. Okay. Bye. All right, I'm going to take one last call if I have like two minutes, and it's 347. Hi, 347, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. And who am I talking to? You are speaking with Terry. Terry, you haven't called before, I'm assuming. Is that correct? Yes, I have. I talked to you about two, three months ago. Two, three months. Oh, well, I'm not sure why I don't see you. Let me look a little bit closer. Um, do you, would you call them under a different name or a different prefix you know, on your phone? You know, oh, I would a different prefix on phone. 
Yeah, that's why it's not there. Oh. I'm not, that number that oh. I called on, I yeah, uh-huh. I'm calling from a different oh, okay. phone because I'm switching okay. numbers. <laughs> okay, well, let me get your information again real quick, and then we'll see what we see in your chart. What birth date, place, and time? Um, eight twelve. 80 Long Island, 2.30 a.m. in the morning. I'm sorry, hold slow down. 1980 what? 1980. 1980 even. Okay. And yeah. then where at? Long Island. Long Island. Okay. And um, what time? 2.30 a.m. Okay. 2.30 a.m. All right. So what can I do for you today? Okay, quick question. I just wanted to check to see what, because um, I'm, I'm going into a, um, I had a car accident about mm-hmm. back in April, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to see what the, when it comes to settling, for exactly what month right. would that be in? Yeah. Um, it looks for you like something good is going to happen when Venus goes into your eighth house, which is legalities and law and Venus is money, and that's soon. Um, let me see. So I would say when it goes into Aquarius, Thursday is really good for you. If you're actually, I mean, there's another indicator that I usually look for when it, when a planet transits into a house and when it transits out. And so, um, I'm just real quick looking at my ephemeris to see when that is, cause it might be early next year for you. Oh, so the 20. Uh, the 7th, excuse me, the 7th of January looks really good for that. And, yeah, like the week between the 7th and the 18th of January, very strong because, again, Venus is leaving your house of money, which is like the check gets written into you. So that will be right after the 7th of January. And then um, uh, what else goes on? Then? Oh, and then, oh, oh, yeah, the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto at that time as well. So, and... Let's see, the sun goes in late January on the 23rd. Yeah, it's a very rock and rolling month. So I would say Venus going into your eighth house, that's going to happen Thursday. And also another strong potential January 7th for you, for money. Okay? Okay. We will see. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, that's about all I have for today. Thank you for the call, and you take care, and happy Christmas so I don't talk to you before then. You too. Okay, Thank thanks. you for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that's the show for this week. Please do tune in next week, and we will see you later. Bye. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the Readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at Tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.